What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Future Cast on the Player Profiler Radio Network. We're back tonight talking about the top five underclassmen to watch in the 2022 college football season. Andy, you can go follow him on Twitter at FFDataKing. How are you doing tonight, brother? Doing great, man. Happy to talk some uh, some some prospects that are going to be interesting to watch with you. Um, chop it up with the college football. I love I love getting your takes on you know who you got your eye on because you and I think through this process a lot differently than each other, and uh, it's going to be sweet for the viewers because they're going to get a, a spice of just how our brains think differently and process differently. Just give them a variety other than what the, the normal talking heads are are spitting out. And that's what excites me. So first off, we got to appreciate our sponsor, Underdog Fantasy. Go over to underdogfantasy.com today. Use the promo code UNDERWORLD to get a deposit match bonus up to $100. You can come draft with me on Monday nights on the Early Riser Best Ball Show. We're drafting every single Monday, 6 p.m. live on the YouTube channel right here on the YouTube Player Profiler channel. You can type it into YouTube, whatever it is, Player Profiler. Click that like, click that subscribe button. Turn the bell on. You'll get notified when we're live, and you can come draft in the underdog. Best Ball Mania, the Puppy 2, private drafts is what it is. Promo code UNDERWORLD, deposit match bonus up to $100. Andy, top five underclassmen to watch for in the 2022 NFL season, number five. Number five for me is a group. Um, I'm going to go ahead here and and do a group, and that's going to be a Texas offensive line. Um, you bring in Cole Hudson at offensive guard. You got Davion Campbell at off at an at, at offensive line who can play your guard or tackle, depending on what Cole Hudson is moved to. I think talk right now is he might be uh, right guard, but there's some potential for him to move and be a tackle as well. Uh, and then you got uh, Kelvin Burks as well, who's one of the top offensive linemen in the country going there too. So I think for me, number five, Texas offensive line, how they perform, how they interact, and how they play, especially against Alabama week uh, week two, I think it is, will be highly telling um, if if Texas is going to be back. So I'd say number one, Texas offensive line for me. Those three, those three guys. That's so underrated. After we talked to to Alex Dunlap uh, just a while back, um, yeah, I love that because that's the linchpin of this team, right? We've we've talked about Sarkeesian before and how he could be on the outs if this team doesn't do well. But they brought in a great recruiting class. Like you said, the recruiting is everything. The offensive line is everything. We've talked about this with Miami, all these other things. They got the quarterbacks, the running backs, the receivers, the tight ends, the offensive line. I love that. I love that. For me, number five, Marshawn Lloyd, another guy we've mentioned before on this program. Tore his knee up last year. Four-star prospect, number eight running back in the 2020 recruiting class. 228 yards in 11 games last season. He's going to be fully healthy coming into the 2022 season. 5'9", 215 pounds. If I told you he had 64 carries and three receptions, if you extrapolate that, it sounds a lot like 5'9", 215. He ran a 4'6", coming out of high school. The 2022 Kenneth Walker is Marshawn Lloyd, a very sought-after Debbie prospect at the running back position with South Carolina taking that step up with Spencer Rattler coming in. Uh, they brought in a lot of weapons at the tight end uh, receiver position. I think Marshawn Lloyd is a big prospect to look for, and I think that's a pivotal point in helping South Carolina take that next step up. Definitely an underrated like running back that like not a lot of people know of, but you'll learn about him as the as the year goes on for sure. Probably butchering his name, Cade Klubnik, um, who's the uh, 
number one quarterback, number one um, prospect out of Texas, number six nationally ranked uh, by 24-7 Composite Sports, uh, their five-star rating. He's the guy coming into Clemson. He's the guy that's going to challenge DG, uh, Young Lele or whatever it is. And to me, honestly, the big story here is that can DJ get his head out of his ass and play at a level that we expect him to play at? Or was he always overhyped and were we, you know, just spoiled with Trevor Lawrence and Deshaun Watson for all those years that we think DJ was going to be that guy and he just isn't that guy, right? Could this Cade kid come in and be that guy? Um, I think the quarterback battle, the controversy there, you know, you're going to hear people giving their takes on NIL deals is the reason why, you know, DJ did what he did. It may or may not have been, I don't know. There were some off-field issues I heard as well, rumors here and there. But to me, Cade Klubnik coming in, Clemson, let's see how it works. Um, let's see if DJ comes out of there with a the starting job after the, after, uh, after the offseason. It's going to be very interesting to see because you, you would think uh, Tony Elliott paid, played a pivotal point in bringing in Cade Klubnik, right? Yeah. And you know, being the 29th overall prospect in, in the 2022 class, number one quarterback uh, by ESPN standards, four-star. He's coming in to play behind a DJ. Is he really coming in to do that? He, he's a slider frame guy. Um, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm assuming they're hoping he's the next, the next, I don't want to say Trevor Lawrence, but I'm, I'm hoping that I think they're thinking that he's, they're hoping he's the next mm-hmm. with DJ being just like this, this eh, bump in the road, unless DJ bounces back, but it's going to be a great, quarterback battle and it's really going to be a telling if Klubnik is catching any steam during camp because if he catches any steam and he potentially takes over for Ugalele, it's going to show you he DJ's done but if DJ takes that step up and he goes you know what somebody came in and is challenging me I mean this is where I become a man I sat behind Lawrence I took over I'm not getting I'm not getting beat up by this young kid this is my time to shine so yep. I, I'm, I'm with you on that Number four for me, I'm going over to Bama. Going to Bama. But I'm not going for Will Anderson. I'm not going to the back end. I'm not going on offense. I'm going to the edge. I'm going to the edge. And I'm going with sophomore Dallas Turner on the edge for the Alabama Crimson Tide. 6'4", 245 pounds. Dallas Turner is a machine. As a true freshman last season, he came in as the 12th overall prospect in the 2021 class from St. Thomas Aquinas High School down there in Florida, Fort Lauderdale. Dallas Turner not only was on Will Anderson's level as a true freshman, 10 tackles for loss, 8.5 sacks, and 30 tackles on this national champion uh, runner-up team at Alabama. Dallas Turner is better than Will Anderson, and he will prove that you know, this year playing on the opposite side of him, you know who Will Anderson is. He he, he probably should have won the Heisman last year. He's a better prospect than Aiden Hutchinson, and Dallas Turner's a better prospect than David Ojabo. This duo, this combo coming off the edge for Alabama is going to be sick in 2022, and Dallas Turner's going to be a pivotal, the, the, the lesser talked about prospect on this edge for Alabama. Yeah, no, he, he was a beast in the national championship game, and he was – amazing during the playoff run too he's that one two punch they have or you know on both sides of the ball when you have will anderson on one side of the line and dallas turner on the other side like just they're gonna be eating people alive when you're talking about the you know big time players make big time plays and big time games that's the saying i'm looking for 
Mm -hmm. Auburn, Georgia, Cincinnati, Georgia, the last four games of the season. Dallas Turner, one and a half sacks, one sack, one sack, two sack, multiple tackles for loss across those four games. Those are four big games. The Iron Bowl and then three you know, championship-level football games, and Dallas Turner as a true freshman showed up. Turner is an animal. But, Andy, I want to know who your number three is for the 2022 college football season. Again, you had the three, two, and one. To me, it's kind of a toss. So number one was really easy for me. Number two, two and three were kind of tough. I'm going to go number three. I'm going to go Kayshawn Butte, um, LSU wide receiver. Um, breaking news over the last, I think, 22 hours or so, he was cleared for full speed running um, after coming off ankle surgery in the offseason. So he, he theoretically should be ready to go. I know there's some speculation that there's some Achilles tendon concerns there instead of just an ankle surgery. So we'll see. But the hope is that Keishon Butte with uh, Jaden Daniels, with a refreshed coaching behind Brian Kelly, can probably make some noise here. Um, I haven't heard that he's on the level of, of Jamar Chase, but I have heard that he's maybe an in-between Terrace Marshall and – uh, Justin Jefferson, maybe level, um, is kind of the expectation between the two of them. I'll take it. I'll take between Terrace Marshall and Justin Jefferson because if he's closer to Jefferson, he's closer to Chase. I'll take that. I like yeah. Butte. I mean, obviously, we like Butte as a, as a true freshman. Obviously, we're talking about Dallas Turner as a true freshman. Butte did all the damn things. If he comes in with the archetype, six foot one, six foot tall, 200 pounds, and he's coming from LSU with that pedigree, if he's 100% healthy. And he plays through the season. He doesn't pull a chase and kind of rest and do his damn thing. I mean, this guy's got 1,200 yards uh, through just 16 games, um, 705 touchdowns in his freshman season. I love Keishon Butte. I think that's a great one. For number three for me, I'm staying at wide receiver, but I'm going to USC to a transfer. Jordan Addison, could he have a Hollywood-type season we saw at Oklahoma? Could he elevate? Could he elevate? And And my point is – Go over to Caesar Sportsbook. You know where I'm going. Go to mm-hmm. Caesar Sportsbook. Use that promo code Underworld15. First bet insurance up to fifteen hundred dollars, not eleven, fifteen hundred. Just got updated this week for you, the people. We know not all of you have went over there, so we said, "Hey, we need more. We need more. We need more." Ra- raise the roof. We know we we know we got some people that want to spend fifteen hundred on the first bet. Maybe I would do it on this bet. But I'd sprinkle on this one right here. You're going to go over to Caesar Sportsbook. You're going to go to college football, NCAAF. You're going to go to the futures. You're going to click on Heisman Trophy winner. And then you're going to expand the list, and you're going to scroll. And you're going to scroll. And you're going to scroll. And you're going to see Jordan Addison at plus 7,500. He's next to Will Levis, K.J. Jefferson, Jace McClellan, Jameer Gibbs, some other well-known prospects in the college football game. Jordan Addison, 1,593 yards with Kenny Pickett in 2021 on 100 receptions, 2,200 receiving yards in 24 career games at Pittsburgh, and now he's going in the Lincoln-Riley offense to play with Caleb Williams as the number one wide receiver. Jordan Addison at plus 7,500 on Caesar Sportsbook is a sprinkle I'd like to make because at 175 pounds, they put him at 7,500 odds. 
I'll take it every time. Correlate those two numbers together. 75-75. I love that number for Jordan Addison. I love the connection he's going to build with Caleb Williams. I love what Lincoln Riley's going to do. They gave Jordan Addison the bag for a reason. If he comes over here and he duplicates a 1,600, 1,700-yard season, could you imagine what the NFL draft community is going to say? I, I'm I'm with you there. If 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 USC makes it as far as you you've said before, you think they're going to make it right, then it's going to be on the back of Jordan Addison. It's going to be on the back of Caleb Williams. It's going to be it, they're going to end up having to have at least an 11 win season with one, maybe only two losses, but they're only going to be allowed a very small amount of wiggle room in order for that bet to come through. So, I like it. I like it. You know, I was thinking about this the other day. Is there another conference other than the Pac-12 where home field advantage varies from stadium to stadium as much as it does in the Pac-12? I mean, think about it. One week you're in the mountains, the next you're in the desert, the next you're in Seattle where it's raining, then you're in the wooded, you know, cool, damp area of Oregon. You know, it just seems like there's so much so much home field advantage going on around there. I, I love the Pac-12. This is a great storyline. I can't wait to see what Addison does this year. I love it. I love it. Give me your number two. Number two for me. Um, we're gonna head up north to uh, to Ohio, and to me, it's CJ Stroud. It's Ohio State. I I want to see, I want to see a guy like Justin Fields who got bounced one year and then came back and was like, "I'm putting the team on my back. We're gonna sling this ball. I don't care if the defense doesn't work. I don't care if the defense doesn't play right. I don't care." I want to come back with a vengeance. I have a chip in my shoulder. We're going to whoop on the teams that beat us. And I want to see Ohio State make some noise again. I mean, college football is always better when you have a heel. To me, in the Big Ten, Ohio State's always been the heel for me. I prefer to have them as a heel than Michigan because Michigan can be really annoying, as I've said before in other videos. Go check those out. Uh, Yeah, to me, you got Jackson Smith and Jigba coming in. You lose two key wide receivers. Um, let's see what they do, right? I, I, I want to see what CJ Stroud can do. That's the big question for me. What's CJ Stroud going to do? You saw the 4,400 yards last season. You saw the 44 touchdowns, the six interceptions. But what did you also see, Andy? You saw the one game against Minnesota, and yes, it was his first game, and he really didn't fall back into that that kind of that. That shitty of a game. He played Penn State. He only had one touchdown, 65%. But that Minnesota game, again, small sample size, 59% passing, 60% passing against Tulsa. The lower competition, he, he, I don't want to see any hiccups from C.J. Stroud. Your job is to come in and not be the number two quarterback in the country, but be the number one quarterback in the country. You have the NFL size. You have the talent around you. Leap Bryce Young and be the number one pick in the 2023 NFL Draft. That is, I think, CJ Shroud's number one job going into this season. So I, I, I love that. I love that for number two. Okay, give me give me your number two, and then you know let's switch it up at the end here. Give me two, and then give me one, and then we'll pop over to me for number for my number one. Then all right, all right, all right. I like it. So number two, six foot three, two hundred two pound transfer wide receiver going into his junior season. Jaden Hasselwood transfers from Oklahoma. He's one of the guys that leaves Oklahoma when Venables comes and Lincoln Riley leaves. Hasselwood has been around a lot of receivers at Oklahoma over the last couple of seasons. And if you look back at the 2019 recruiting class, who was number one 
It was Jaden Hasselwood with the five stars coming out of Cedar Grove High School in Georgia, ahead of Garrett Wilson, mm-hmm. ahead of George Pickens, ahead of Traylon Burks, ahead of Jamison Williams. It was Jaden Hasselwood. Jaden Hasselwood transfers over to Arkansas uh, for the 2022 season, and he teams up with KJ Jefferson, oh, who yeah. I think is one of the most underrated quarterbacks in the country. But Jaden Hasselwood now plays with the same quarterback that elevated Traylon Burks. And however you want to shape it, they use Traylon Burks all over the formation. Jaden Hasselwood, six foot three, 205 pounds. He's going to be used all over the formation like Traylon Burks. Look for Hasselwood to fill right in where Traylon Burks left off at number two. I love that situation. Do you have any thoughts on, on Jaden Hasselwood? I love I love it. I love this pick. I did not expect to hear it at number two, but I, I love it nonetheless. It's a great pick. It's going to be interesting to see. Can he, can, can they, um, with him being such a touted prospect, right? Like you said, you, you listed off the rankings of who he was ahead of. Let's, let's see it now. This is kind of a year shaping up to be, show us, show us that you're finally ready to make the jump. Um, show us. I like that. Give me, give me your number one, Cody. What's the number one, uh, number one prospect, number one player, number one underclassman you're keeping your eye on this season. The number one underclassman that I'm watching for in the 2022 college football season stays in the Midwest. It's the only team I've talked about now in the Big Ten. And I'm talking about Braylon Allen. I want to know what Braylon Allen is. So he comes in as a true freshman at Wisconsin. He goes for 1,200 yards, 12 touchdowns, only eight receptions. But he comes in at the 238 pounds. Is this guy going to reshape his body and play in 2022 at 230 and try to be the next coming of Jonathan Taylor? Or is Braylon Allen going to be the next Ron Dane where he dominates in college and he falls off and and, and he plays the Monte ball, the Ron Dane role, and he dominates at Wisconsin, but he sucks in the NFL because right now Braylon Allen is one of the most sought after Debbie prospects. And I want to know, are you Jonathan Taylor or are you Ron Dane, Braylon Allen? Because we all love you. And, and and there's another prospect in the NFL right now. His name is A.J. Dillon. That is the same situation at Boston College. He just absolutely dominated. And it was so fun to watch. But the question was, will it transfer? Will that 247-pound body frame transfer? 1,500 yards as a true freshman at Boston College for Braylon Allen. I want to see, for A.J. Dillon, I want to see if Braylon Allen can replicate A.J. Dillon and Jonathan Taylor not Ron Dane. I like that a lot. Yeah, Braylon Allen, I'm 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 gonna be very very keyed in to see if he can replicate the Wisconsin success of the other running backs have had there, right? It seems to be not running back you specifically, but they've churned out some really, really good talent over the last 10, 15 years. At least in my knowing of college football, they've always had a good running back that has always been drafted pretty highly and done really well in the NFL, regardless That's- of talent. That's the thing is they've always had somebody in college, even the James White's backups or the Daria Goomba Wallis. They've always had somebody. Mm-hmm. It feels like since Ron Dane was there, but they haven't all hit in the NFL. I just want to see if he hits, man. I just want to see if you're the Ron Dane or if you're the Jonathan Taylor, AJ Dillon. But Andy, let's finish the show. The number one underclassman to watch for in the 2022 college football season is. A guy that I have trashed on before, a guy that has transferred from another school, 
he's a guy that has struggled to find success on the field because he hasn't been on the field yet. And yet this kid is already worth more than I'll ever make. Are they back? Because it all depends on one guy. Are they back? And guess what? They're not going to be back. Horns down. Quinn Ewers, number one on the list of underclassmen to watch this year. Tate Martell 2.0, tell Felix Sharp, uh, Campus to Ken, because he would agree with me there. He is he is just so hyper now. He's getting paid out the wazoo. At best, he turns into DJU from last year, but I don't know if they're going to have the defense that Clemson's going to have. Quinn Ewers, good luck. You're going to score a bajillion points, but I don't know, man. I just can't get behind it. I think he's overrated already, overhyped. How can you live with the hype? Quinn Ewers, Tate Martell, 2.0. There you go. to give you my meatball take of the offseason in terms of looking at this stuff and not having a lot of substance, not having a lot of thought. This is the thought that I have right now. This is doing research for the show. My meatball take of the offseason so far, it, I got to see Shartavius uh, Norton out of Iowa State because my dumb brain says Dave Montgomery went to Iowa State and he's in the NFL now. Brees Hall went to Iowa State. He's in the NFL now. This guy, I'd never seen him play before, but read his name for the first time 45 minutes ago before he hopped on the mic. Can't wait to see him play at Ohio, Iowa State again this year. So he's a guy I wanted to throw in there, shoehorn in there real quick, as I mentioned, meatball take. I want to see if Braylon Allen can replicate A.J. Dillon and Jonathan Taylor, not Ron Dane. <laughs>